Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Happy Throwback Thursday, everybody. Happy Throwback Thursday, everybody. And happy October. Happy October. Fall is in the air. I see the leaves changing. I don't. My blinds are closed. Uh (laughs) I just can't believe that it's October already. I know that's what every we say every year for every single month of the year as we go on in life. But I <laughs> wait, what do we say? We're just always like, I can't believe it's October already. I mean, I, I, I said it for every month this summer. Oh I was, yeah, I can't oh, believe August is already gone. Wow, it's September already. You know, and but it, 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 I just can't believe that we are that summer has literally flown by us and we are now in fall and uh, i'm excited it's my wife's favorite holiday if anybody uh, is halloween curious, uh, yes uh we 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 she slash we celebrated the entire month of october the house has decorations everywhere including a wreath on the front door uh horror movies are watched every single day uh guess what my least favorite genre of film is rob horror hate it absolutely hate it hate it hate it hate it guess what married to someone who loves it just last night got home from a tech rehearsal um what was on the new it from 2017 it's so scary you guys that's it's the clown so, one right yes with pennywise or whatever oh but i've grown to really love the tradition of it and just you know it's silly it's dumb it's fun i i don't know i love it I think a clown thing that's even scarier is the defunct musical Clown Around from 1974. And I think... Hey, thanks I th- for tying it back to theater. And I yeah, guess, go. <laughs> I think that's what scared the crap out of Pennywise. I think, I think he was a nice clown. And then he was like, oh, a production of Clown Around. That must be about me. And then saw how bad it was and was like, all clowns are now evil. That's what I think happened. I'm and just tied my because my next question was, <laughs> are there any musicals that deal with Halloween other than the Halloween song from Applause? <laughs> you know that her breakdown when she's Damn like, you, uh, "Daddy, you Daddy. look like a whore. <laughs> you look like a whore." That one is that what we're talking <laughs> it's called, about? It's called One Halloween, but they spell it like the traditional way. But is there any other? I'm trying to think. It, it, it's, it, there's no Halloween musical, but well, okay. So there's a Mitch Lee musical that I believe is called Halloween. But I don't know the plot of it. So I'm sure someone's going to tell us. So, so it's a Mitch Lee musical that, uh, that wasn't Man of La Mancha that was not successful. Is what <laughs> Sorry, that's terrible. That's shade. It's the other I went one. To, I went to DragCon as well, so I'm just full of shade. Oh, you're full of <laughs> – did I see at DragCon there was like a thing that said the reading room and like yes. where the library is open have, and like so you could read did, people? Listeners, did anybody go to DragCon in New York City this weekend? It was awesome. It was a, an amazing event. I wasn't there on Sunday. My wife worked for Sasha Valor on Saturday. Um, or worked with her. Um, and uh, But yes, they have a photo area, which is actually really brilliant, and Broadway Con should do this. They have a whole nook where they have eight uh, like sort of like step and repeats, basically, and you just you're invited to take selfies. And one of them was a library, and it was the reading room because that's what we call you know giving people shade. You read them and you tell them what like oh Rob, no, I'm not even gonna do it. It's too early. <laughs> I'm not even gonna give you shade because I don't know what to give you shade about. I I can give you a list. Yeah, <laughs> okay. you can pick from one of the many yeah. flaws I have and and then go from there. 
Well, we had a good time. We had a good time at the old drag con. But, um, you know, yeah. So Halloween anyway, musicals. I, yeah. that I don't know. I mean, I know no, Mean Girls I mean, has a Halloween song. I thought of that. There could be a reference, but I'm just trying to think where, other than like if mm. they ever musicalize Nightmare Before Christmas, there you go. There's like a Christmas and Halloween like Hocus uh, Pocus. movie musical. Hocus Pocus. They've been talking about that for years to turn that into a musical. Someone must be writing that right now. I mean, somebody has to have the rights. The rights have to be bought by somebody for musical. Yeah, I don't um, know. What a great question. Listeners, is there a Halloween musical out there that we're not and not and not like a spooky theme but like it's actually like it is Halloween it's about Halloween in some way shape or form I don't know and and I I, yeah I don't know just kind of kind of a fun little thought I was having Mm, mm. somebody asked Peter Felicia he'll know (laughs) Peter will tell us it was a Halloween musical and I'll tell you what seat he was in when he saw it too he saw it in J3 1974 at the Colonial it was one row and I couldn't get the aisle but I was one off the aisle he was one off the aisle (laughs) He that man's memory. Oh my god! And he'll give you the date, you guys. He'll tell you. He'll be like August thirteenth, nineteen eighty four. I saw Song and Dance with the replacement. And it'll it'll tell you. Betty Buckley. I was in J three. I was gonna be in H twelve, but I got upgraded. No, he didn't get upgraded. I got downgraded. Is that right? I'm going to try to go on the rows. Um, Good job. Oh, my God. Speaking of theater, uh, first, of all, first of all, Peter's play is coming along real nicely. You've been developing it. You've been uh, – I've seen you uh, – listeners, if you've noticed, he's posted some pictures on Instagram of, of uh, the cast and stuff, and I, I'm still waiting for readings. my invite. But I'm really excited about it. I, I, I say that to you every time, Rob. I'm just messing with you. you can, hey, listen. The next one we do, you can be in it. Are you funny? I want to see it. Or at least come. Yeah. Yeah. I'm goofy. I'm stupid. <laughs> okay. Great. I trust you. Come on in. If all auditioning was that That's easy. That's how I auditioned. That's how I auditioned. I just like, yeah, funny? of course yeah. I can play this part. Yeah, oh, I'm done. Okay. So very quickly, I have to do a plug, if I may. Um, I, so I am determined, and I think you're determined too, to just try to see everything this season. Trying. Yep. Um, Pretty, I woman alludes, Pretty Woman eludes me, but yes, I'm trying. I think it, it's eluded me too. That's the only, I haven't seen that one either. Um, only because I'm upset I wasn't offered the lead. Um, I showed up in my red dress. I was all ready to go. Um, so anyway, I saw the Waverly Gallery, which is a Kenneth Lonergan play that's being revived yes. in New York. It's the cast is Joan Allen and Michael Sarah and uh, Lucas Hedges Hodges. Lucas Hodge, Hedges Hodges. I'm sorry, um, Hedges, yeah. Hedges Lucas Hedges and uh, David Cromer, the director's in it. But oh my god, starring is in, in this, it is in it. He's in it. Yeah, the great Lila Newberger directed it. Um, the starring performance is Elaine May. Uh, Kevin, she is giving one of the top 10 best performances I've ever seen on a stage. If you can get yourself down to uh, the theater, get yourself down to go see the Waverly Gallery. It's a limited engagement. It's only about 16 weeks or so, I believe. And uh, I got my ticket on TDF. It is worth every penny you pay for it. Even if you pay full price, it is worth every penny. Her performance is really staggering. Um, so I just want to tell people wow. that there's brilliant acting happening on Broadway and it's happening over at the Waverly gallery. So uh, make sure you go see it. Yeah, definitely. And I'm excited. I, I, I'm impressed that it's on TDF. I'm, I'm genuinely surprised by that. So I, uh, yeah, I'm ho- jump on there. I mean, it's still in preview. So I'm hoping that the reviews will be strong enough that it'll, um, necessitate maybe it being taken off TDF. So, how could it not be? I mean, how could it not be successful, oh. especially if you're, with your review like that? You know. Well, you know, I don't know why the New York Times hasn't asked me to be their head, chief critic, but that's okay. <laughs> Just give them a little time, Rob. Just give them a little time. Ben, Ben, let me let me give you some My thoughts turn. here. First um, of all, oh, there I, weren't I, enough Kool-Aid jokes. Um, 
And then you needed some Herb jokes. Then you needed some Hervé Villachez jokes. Rob, this is all my sense. Listen, Ben, I know what I'm talking about. Well, Please. speaking of, he's going to he's gonna have – we were just saying before we got on that Herb Villachez is coming back. And I, I'm making a movie about him. Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Is making is starring in a biopic about Hervé Villachez, Tattoo from Fantasy Island. <sighs> I, Kevin, and, I – Go ahead. It's because of us. It's because of us. It's because it has to be because I cannot believe I'm going to say this, but it's all because of Rob. It's because he did that impression. He's it's it started two years ago with two and a half years ago. And they have us to think. So I just want to say you're welcome. You're welcome, HBO. And it's all good. Peter, you can thank us in the Emmy speech. But but then who's going to play us in the movie? Well, exactly. So Zac Efron, me, obviously. Oh, sure. Um, you know, obviously. Uh, uh, and you, I'm gonna uh, Hugh Jackman. I mean, uh, seems if, about if right. he lost some weight and toned a little bit, sure. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? It's Hollywood. Right. They're gonna. They're not gonna go for the pretty types yeah. like us in real life. That's okay. <laughs> well, good luck to that uh, cast. Yeah. I have to give a shout out to my students uh, that I've been working with for the past couple of weeks. Uh, we finally opened our production of Legally Blonde this weekend. It's at the Professional Conservatory Musical Theater uh, downtown. Uh, and uh, it's, I got to tell you, Rob, I've gone through quite the ups and downs of this show of my relationship of how I feel about it. Um, I started having opinions about it. And I must say, I'm a convert. I, I really enjoy Legally Blonde. I think it's the ultimate... Um, sort of like empowering musical for women. I, not the ultimate. Let me take ultimate out of that sentence. It's not the ultimate. But it is more empowering than I thought it was. Uh, I, I I love that this this woman uh, – first of all, the L that we have, Madeline, is so brilliant because she, she plays L – uh, not dumb at all. Elle is not coincidentally getting into Harvard. She actually is the smartest person on stage. She just happens to love blonde and be um, be blonde and love pink and all of that. It's that is just who she is. But she is the the smartest one on stage, and it works because you root for her the whole time. Oh, and it's it's and then you see she's the catalyst of change of every single person. All the men in her life are like she. She's the reason why they all change for the better. Uh, and it's, it's awesome. It's, I'm just so impressed by it. And so having a good time. Legally Blonde is a great show. It is. It, I, I guess I always, I always had the sort of Jerry Mitchell, fast and furious, louder, faster, funny production numbers. You know, it, there's just so much going on. And, and if, you, if you take it, and that's great, but if you take some of that away, the quiet moments, the tender moments, I mean, I, I'm, I really am genuinely impressed and surprised at how much uh, great uh, through line and drama there is and mm. in that these characters do evolve. And uh, I, I don't know. I walked away with a greater appreciation of Legally Blonde, the musical, than I did when I saw it on MTV. Oh my god, you guys, Kevin's in love with Legally Blonde. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not let's not love. Let's not just let's not jump there. It's not violent. It's not Carolina Change. It's not even Goldilocks. That's not what I'm hearing, Kevin. I'm I'm like, I'm hearing that Legally Blonde is the best musical ever written and the other should just go away in shame. That's okay. Okay. All right. Sure. Okay. So wait, what is open hear what you, you want to hear, as they say. <laughs> I'll see what I want to see, Mr. Lacusa. <laughs> see what I want to see. Uh, uh, yeah, so that's this weekend. It's Friday, uh, 7.30, Saturday, 2 and 8, and then Sunday at 2 o'clock. I'll be conducting a band of five. I wish I could see it. Wait. What? I can't see it. Hi, right, where are you going? What you doing? I got concerts this weekend. Oh, tell me about them. Oh, is there, there, I'm doing, um, on Friday, we're doing a new thing at 54 called Billboard by the Year. Yes. It's a new series we're trying to start in which, I think I mentioned this before, we take pop songs from a specific year yeah. and we, we, we do was a concert. Like of it. or something? Yeah, 30 that? years ago. So we're doing, which was a really eclectic year in pop music. Really eclectic. Because like, uh, th- things, some of the things that made the chart were like 
uh, Bad Medicine, uh, Every Rose Has Its Thorn, and then things like Wishing Well, Don't Worry, Be Happy, um, oh. Gloria Stefan's Anything for You, uh, The Way You Make Me Feel, The Man in the Mirror, Whitney Houston's So Emotional. It's like a like a really weird not weird mm. it's it's really it's a wonderful eclectic. year it's, it's a very eclectic year of like what people were listening to and it's interesting to note like if you look at the years at, at the beginning of 88 like it was very optimistic and cheerful songs and fun songs and then by the end like the last couple of big billboard hits where every rose has its thorn and bad medicine it's like a very mm. glam rock mm. uh movement i don't know i think it's interesting and then on sunday we're doing an aretha franklin tribute concert Oh, lovely. Um, which I'm looking forward to because I think that's going to be really lovely and a great way to celebrate um, her her passing and her wonderful life. The amazing music. She you know, she was the first woman ever inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No, I did not know that. Yeah, the first woman ever inducted into as the Rock and Roll be. Hall of that's Fame. As, as, well as well she should be. As well as she, should, she be. should be. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Kevin... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I I got a favorite thing. You got a favorite thing? Yeah. What's your favorite thing, Rob? Oh, Kevin. I Uh-oh. oh, it's gonna change your life. Oh, I love when you do this to me, Kevin. It's gonna be one of I'm those. Getting a th- piece of paper to write it down now. <laughs> oh, Kevin, it's gonna be one of those things that I know at two a.m. You're gonna Snapchat me and be like, "What the hell is this? What did oh, you recommend gosh. to me? How did you do it again?" Oh no, no, no. I I'm excited about this. So this, I'm just gonna warn everybody right now. If you drink or if you imbibe in the in the smoking out of of 420 not we're not advocating it by the way and if you don't know what that means then keep listening <laughs> i learned it from you dad i learned it from watching you <laughs> anyone 80s psa nobody just me okay great that's no, good Paul. that's good um i would i would take whatever you can take and then watch what i'm about to show you so um very quickly, I'm sure you guys know that I love television as much as I love old Broadway. And uh, somebody just created a new YouTube channel called like, oh, I think it's like Unsold TV Pilots, which is where the Carol Channing pilot. Yeah. yeah, So I was browsing through and I was watching all the various pilots that never got picked up. Some were amazing. I was like, why didn't this get picked up? But there was one on there, Kevin, that I was like, what am I watching? And why have I never heard of this before? Okay, so... We're going to go back. I'm going to give you a little TV history for a little bit to understand this. Sure. And then we're going to jump into what my favorite thing is. So in nineteen in the 1990-1991 TV season, just like a theatrical season, the 1990-1991 TV season, had three potential television musicals, TV musicals, television shows that were going to be musical. The first one that everyone kind of remembers is Cop Rock. Do you know about Cop Rock? Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. I, right? I never have had a chance to watch it. Okay, it, you're not missing I, much. Okay. And another one called Hull High, H-U-L-L, Hull High. They actually got picked up into be like a, a, a series. They didn't last very long. But there was one, oh my God, Kevin, that was a TV show that was supposed to be a musical every single week. It is one of the craziest weirdest things I've ever seen in my life, and it is called Shangri-La Plaza. What? Once again, it's called Shangri-La Plaza. That's S-H-A-N-G-R-I-L-A 
Plaza, P-L-A-Z-A, okay? What is Shangri-La Plaza? Ready for this? Yeah. It's a half-hour musical set in Southern California's mini-mall, Shangri-La Plaza. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. And it documents the different people in the Uh -uh. different stores in Shangri-La Plaza. Who's in this cast, you ask? Yeah, who's in this cast? Well, um, Melora Hardin. Oh. Um, If you're a fan of The Office, any Office fans out there? Oh, yeah. Um, She played Jan, Michael Scott's wife. Also, she was an amazing Fontaine. I saw her in Les Mis I was just going to say, she was Fontaine in Les Mis. So she's a singer. At the Hollywood Bowl. Um, Allison Mack from Smallville, who just recently got into a ton of trouble and I think might be in... I don't know yeah. if she's in jail, but I think she was arrested. Yeah. Uh, allegedly. I don't know. I'm not going to. But some Broadway people, including the wonderful Chris Sarandon. Oh. Savion Glover. Ooh. And are you ready for the star of the show? Yes, Ter- Rob. Terrence Mann. What? Okay. So this is, it is the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, it's the, the stars of the show are really Terrence Mann and his brother. Um, they play mechanics that work at the auto shop at the mini mall. Guess, <laughs> and guess what? The, and guess what their names are? Like Stan and Dan. <laughs> George and Ira. <laughs> I see what they did there. So they so they work at the at the, they're the mechanics, and then they they have an interest in this in a in a similar lady, and they look at the lady, and they're like, oh, they're gonna fight over her. So that's like setting up the plot. Melora Hardin plays a woman whose ex husband left her a donut shop, and one of the best numbers in this whole thing. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. If nothing else, you have to watch this at the donut shop. There's a song called Donut Hole. Mm-mm. It's no. a four-minute song about how donut holes are made. Riveting. It is. I I I don't know what I was watching. I watched it twice, Kevin, because I was like, because <laughs> I was like, this is this real? I'm like, this is one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life, and I'm like, I have to watch it again to make sure that I'm right. No, it is one of the worst things you've ever seen in your life. I am telling you, get some drinks. If you do anything else, do that. It is one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in my life. It is an unsold pilot by CBS in 1990 called Shangri-La Plaza. And also, there's like a hundred characters in the theme song. They introduce you to a hundred different actors. Only nine of them actually show up in the pilot. <laughs> I'm sorry, only seven of them. There's like a hundred different characters that are, and you're like, oh, he's in it? And she's in it? Seven of them show up in the pilot, so I don't know what happened to the rest of the people. Um, anyway, t- television, you can't, it doesn't work. I don't know why. It just doesn't work. You can't, I, you can't do, I don't know. I have not seen it successfully done where every week was a, it was an original musical. Not a musical. Like Glee definitely got close because they had production numbers, you know, but they yeah, were all that, with like a music video and it wasn't like real live no. singing. You know, they were, oh, Lee Wilkoff is in there. Sorry, I'm just looking at the. I, oh, yeah, I, I'm I, sorry. I, yeah, Lee, we, well, Lee And then Wilkoff. who did the music? I'm trying. Oh, the guys who wrote it did the music. Yeah. Nick Castle, um, Mark Mueller and Craig Safin, whoever. They yeah, are. Nick Castle play. Or, oh, shit. Yeah. Nick Castle, I think, played. Um, Michael Myers in the Halloween movies. So yeah, now he's, he's writing a musical. Um, yes, and he directed The Last Starfighter in 1984. Oh, look at this stuff. So anyway, guys, you have to go onto YouTube. I, 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 yeah, it's all original musical. And no, it doesn't work. I mean, Smash was a drama that used music. Glee, I think, was a drama that used music. But this is this is different. The, the this idea is a that musical. Ev- this is yeah, like that every week we're going to do a new mu- like a, a one act musical. It just doesn't work. Um, and the music furthers the plot. I mean, or try or 
plot. I no, put no, in no, no. Uh, listen, donut holes, man. Donut. <laughs> All right. Sounds good to me. Um, so it. anyway, go take a look at our YouTube, Shangri-La Plaza, a pilot made for CBS in 1990 that went nowhere. If we ever get Terrence Mann on this podcast, yeah, the, we should. For, the first question I'm going to ask him is, is tell me about Shangri-La Plaza. That's why we got to get him on, just so we can start there. And then we'll say thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye. Yeah, goodbye. Bring Charlotte in now. We have I don't need to know about Les Mis. Don't need them about Beauty and the Bees. None of that stuff. Don't care. No, 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 no. I don't want to hear about that stuff. I don't want to hear about your riveting role as Larry in the Chorus Line movie. No, I actually (laughs) want to ask about that. I want to ask about that because I have so many questions about that movie. You've seen the Chorus Line movie, right? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, that's a that's a topic for Robert another Altman, day. right? Robert Altman. I mean, it, uh, no. Um, oh, uh, oh God, what's his name? To Richard Attenborough, that, the, that the old so guy from that, Jurassic I, Park, yeah. who before he directed a chorus line, guess what his big hit was before a chorus line? I don't know. Gandhi. <laughs> how do you look, how do you be like? Okay, so we're gonna do chorus line as a movie. Show, the hit, the, the hit, hit Broadway ever. musical. Oh, who's gonna direct it? Remember the guy who did Gandhi? Oh yeah, we should get him. That he's he's perfect. He's perfect. He gets it. I mean, I will say in his defense, there were lots of great musical numbers that were cut out of Gandhi for running time. Um, <laughs> for running time? It's so long as it is. Hey, listen, I've seen that cut footage. Until you've seen Ben Kingsley do a double stop fuete. It. You stop it. Oh, good pronunciation. Thank too. you. Thank you. You haven't really lived. Um, okay. Gandhi. So... That was mine. Shangri-La Plaza. That's fantastic. I cannot wait to check Get it out. Get ready, That's Kev. You, de- you deserve a treat. What's my treat? Wow. All right. Your treat. You know, this is – I can't believe this was off my radar. This is an album that came out uh, a year ago, a year and a half ago in April of 2017. Uh, and surprisingly, I, I really – it didn't – I'm not – I guess I'm not really up to date on new when albums come out, even though it's an album of theater music. Um, it was produced by a Tony Award-winning actor, singer. Um, and he had, this is the fourth or fifth of his albums. Um, and I want to celebrate it because it is a crossover to me, uh, in that it is a, he, he's updated these songs and made them, uh, contemporary in many ways. Uh, I am speaking of Billy Porter. The oh. great Billy Porter, who uh, not only is a great performer and an actor uh, and singer and all-around man, but he he's a musician. So he and he's and he knows how to assemble great musicians. So this is an album entitled "Billy Porter Presents the Soul of Richard Rogers." Ooh. I know. So just off the title alone, you know exactly what you're getting into. Billy Porter has taken Richard Rogers' songs and sort of uh, reimagined them and put a little more soul, not a little bit, a lot more soul and more, uh, there's, to me, it's there's more R&B going on as well, uh, which I guess they're sort of uh, synonymous. But um, no, I, it's a fascinating album. Uh, and I think it's definitely, you. I, everyone should listen to it. And, everyone, and, and the reason why is because I think that Go back 50 years, 30 years even. No, not 30, uh, 40. Popular songs were on the radio. We, we we listened to Broadway songs. They were the popular songs. So we, when the Beatles came in 1960, uh, that changed everything, as they say, and all the history books talk about it. But um, we don't have contemporary Broadway music. You know, Lin-Manuel did it with the Hamilton mixtapes. You know, he he did that. And Billy Porter in an interview says that that inspired him. And that this is sort of a, a, the same thing. It's with Richard Rodgers where they – and, and what Billy did was he collaborated with all of these amazing artists. So let me just give you a couple um, uh, tracks 
tracks to listen to. Some are better than others, definitely. Um, but the ones I think you should check out, uh, and let me give you a, a, um, some of the singers that are on here. For, for, it starts out with Pentatonics, the great uh, oh, yeah. group. I like that. Uh, and they do Oh, What a Beautiful Morning. And boy, it's it's really stunning. It's really incredible. Their musicianship. Now, while I sometimes have problems listening to an entire album of acapella music, such as In Transit or any Pentatonics album other than the Holiday album, it's so I, I, it's just my own personal taste. I just sometimes I just want a little bit more. And after two songs, I'm like, okay, I'm good. I, I've got the acapella sound in my head. I'm fine. Um, but this Oh, What a Beautiful Morning arrangement is absolutely stunning. It's really beautiful. Um, the, uh, it's very much like what you'd see on Pitch Perfect. Um, My Romance, Leslie Odom Jr. does a beautiful, smooth version of this song. And I, I must point out, only on maybe two of the tracks do they actually change the words like the way that like Aretha Franklin did when she sang I Had, you know, I Have a Dream, the lame is when she's like, I, I have a dream. And she just made up all the words, not made them, but, you know, did the words that she wanted. They don't do that that much in here. Like it's very – the lyric and the, the melody is pretty much intact. Um, but the arrangement is what – maybe it's a little slower. Maybe it's got more organ or it's got more a hip-hop sound or something. Uh, and that's what I like about it. Renee Elisa Goldsberry uh, is, uh, sings If I Loved You. Uh, Brandon Victor Dixon and Josh Henry, which I think is kind of fun fact um, that they're both singing with a song in my heart um, because they both were in Scottsboro Boys. And you know Brandon Victor Dixon, if you guys remember, was – supposed to play it on Broadway, but then he got the Ray Charles musical, which was supposed to come to Broadway, but then it never did. And that's how Joshua Henry got his big breakout performance. And I think it's cool that they're actually both um, singing on this. Mm-hmm. I Have Dreamed from um, Patina Miller sings. Cynthia Rivo's on here. Todrick Hall, Deborah Cox, um, Zaire Park is on here. Uh, I love India Ari, whom I've listened to for years and years and years. A great R&B singer. Uh, she sings You've Got to Be Carefully Taught. Um, Billy Porter sings A Beautiful Edelweiss. It, I, guys, it's just so different and out there that I think it's it's just really worth a listen. And I want to celebrate Billy Porter for doing this. He could have done an album of so many other things. And I'm I really appreciate that young people are going to hear Richard Rodgers. And I think this is a way to keep, this is one way to keep Richard Rodgers alive and to keep him contemporary and to keep people listening and to get new people to listen. Um, and, and yes, and if, if one person out of a hundred who listens to this thinks, Hey, maybe I'll go listen to the carousel now, or I don't know, that's a little yes. Pollyanna to think, but I, I just, I appreciate that. I appreciate Rogers and Hammerstein and Ted Chapin's organization for like, okaying this because you know that they have a very, you know, they're very particular about how the Rogers and Hammerstein music gets put out into the world. And so I, I thank them for this uh, because I do think that it's, it's really important. Traditionalists may not love it all, but I think that you have to at least appreciate the work that's being done here and celebrating and keeping our art form alive in maybe different ways. And it, yes, it does start with the mixtapes and Lin-Manuel, but, uh, and that didn't start there, but it, it helped. And Billy definitely helped it go even more. So you should check out uh, the soul of Richard Rogers that Billy Porter presented. And then after you watch something beautiful and or listen to something beautiful and wonderful, Head over to Shangri-La Plaza <laughs> to really, or you know what? Maybe start with Shangri-La Plaza and then cleanse your palate with Billy Porter. I can't. Well, either way, you're going to win. It's a win-win either way. It's a win-win for you all this it's weekend. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Well, until next time. Well, have a, and let us know if you think of any other Halloween uh, musicals, you guys. I'm really curious. I really want to get on this so I can actually watch something else other than a horror film this month. I'll think for you. All right. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings, 
These are a few of my favorite things. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.